0: Dry Land is a production of the Z Theatre Company and Adam frost Venrick with original music by Mr. Venrick. Today's episode is entitled Episode 2, Mold. Okay, update number two. Life has been pretty nice lately. I'm adjusting well to being at Windler. Every day starts out... More or less in a really nice way. Well, a typical way, anyhow. Noah will wake me up at about 6 a.m. Sometimes. Sometimes earlier. Very rarely later. He has a disorder that the doctors call sleep thrashing, which is where Noah will thrash throughout the night and won't stop until he's thrashed all the covers off his bed, at which point the screaming starts. And it wouldn't be so bad if I hadn't taken a late-night job as a donkey shoveler for the horticulture department. I'm not in that department, nor am I taking a class in it. But they have a contract with this little farm on the edge of town that uses donkey droppings as sustainable fertilizer. And apparently donkeys do most of their business after 9 p.m. So from 9 until 1 a.m., I'm out there shoveling up the good stuff. That's what my boss calls it. His name is Humphrey, and he has a wooden leg. And some nights he'll come and play me a Navy song on his accordion and dance along with it. Humphrey and his stump managed to keep me pretty entertained on those nights. But the good thing about it is that after that, it's only a half-hour walk back to the dorm. Oh, and I should tell you about my class schedule. I am taking a history class called The History of Panic. The professor says that this week we're going to start learning about the 2007 Jankum Upset. I'm taking a creative writing class and a private piano lesson, which will be nice, I think, when the piano gets tuned, but the tuner can't come until Thursday. And then I'm taking an anthropology class, which I thought would be very helpful, because anthropology is the study of mankind, although I might have hitched my horse to the wrong wagon because this one is actually about folklore, but still. And then finally I'm taking a biology class called Intro to Dissection, which is... interesting. So, from day one, I decided that Noah was going to be my best friend because I'd never had one before, and because if there's one thing I understand about college roommates, it's that they become lifelong friends. But... Noah's not like me. He doesn't work late hours. In fact, after dinner, he likes to just sit in the dorm and watch TV on his phone. And finally, you know, after about a week, Noah said to me, you know, well, it sort of bothers me when all you do is stare at me while I watch 30 Rock. And I said, well, I'd watch it with you if you wanted to put it up on the TV. But Noah says I should do more than just lie around the dorm all day. And then he goes back to lying around the dorm. I suppose I don't really make friends easily. It's not something to which I'm well-suited. The only other person I talk with regularly is this girl Jess in my anthropology class. Jess is a sophomore who says she's thinking about majoring in the subject. She frequently tells me that Windler has skeletons in its closet and that she knows most of them. I don't know what she means by that, but it's nice to listen to her talk sometimes. Beyond that, I had my first real session with Dr. Ballard this past Monday. She asked me how I'm adjusting, and I tell her it's been slow going, but that I'm having a really nice time. Dr. Ballard has given me a list of places I shouldn't go uninvited. Fraternity houses, rooms with electrical imagery, sorority houses, and the professor's cars. She says, this is a really prime time to make friends. And she's right, of course, because prior to this, all of my friends were fish, and I ate most of them. She says, you're a bit of a puzzle because you've been incredibly sheltered, but you're also naturally outgoing. Am I naturally outgoing? I feel like it tends to bother people. Noah tells me that I smile too big and it makes me look like I have some sort of problem. Jess says it looks like I'm mentally undressing people whenever I talk to them. I don't know what that expression means, of course, but I assume, based on the things that Dr. Ballard says, that it's a term for trying to figure someone out mentally. Dr. Ballard also says I might consider paying someone a compliment. And I'm not great at compliment paying. I mean, I know how compliments work. It's supposed to be like, oh, that's a nice haircut, or cool shoes, or great job playing against Wittenberg last night. But when I was in the facility, the highest compliment that I received was stuff like the pubic follicles grafted successfully, or your eyes are dilating at a normal rate. I asked Dr. Ballard to send me a list of acceptable and unacceptable compliments to pay people. She said that she could print one out, but I told her no. She could email them to me. I have an email address now. I've always wanted an email address. So many new friends and cousins I've never met. I've always wanted to know my family. So I hope to meet them one day, just as soon as I can afford to wire them the money. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to tell you about. I wanted to tell you about the shower mold. It happened like this. It was Saturday morning, the Saturday after my first week of classes. Noah came into the dorm and started yelling at me, will you have to get up right now? And I said, what's the matter Noah, are we being robbed? No, said my roommate, you have to come with me. And I sighed and said, what time is it? And Noah said, it's seven, I let you sleep in. And I said, yeah, but maybe for an extra hour. But Noah said, no, I had to come with him now. So I got out of bed and dressed quickly and then let him lead me across the hall and into the floor's communal bathroom. All the while I was saying, what's wrong? Finally, Noah gestured to one of the shower stalls and said, look in there. Why? I asked. Just do it, said Noah. Look in there. Look in the bottom right corner. And I did. And in the bottom of the shower stall, near where Noah had told me to look, there was a large patch of dark mold growing in the corner. Do you see, said Noah, do you see what's going on here? No, I said. Is that mold? Yes, said Noah. It's a whole buttload of mold. And I said, well, I mean, it's not that surprising if you really think about it, Noah. Mold grows where it's wet. I mean... Where I grew up, there was always something moldy. Where did you grow up? Noah asked. Just uh, north of here, I said. Small town, very moldy. Look, the point is, I really don't think this is something to worry about. You don't get it, said Noah. This is black mold. This stuff is really bad. It causes your lungs to bleed if you inhale too much of it. It can give you pneumonia, man, and that is a lot of black mold. Well, I said, I don't know, it's not that much. Yeah, said Noah, I guess, but who knows how long we've been breathing it in. And I said, well, we've only been here for a week, and it's not like we live in the bathroom. Noah said he still thought we should go and talk with RA. I agreed I would come with him, so we waited for an extra hour until our RA, Kevin, was awake and went and knocked on his door. Kevin is a very preppy, very fussy individual whose dorm room is almost perfectly tidy at all times. When we entered, Kevin said, you know, I appreciate whatever's going on must be terribly important, but it's very important for both mood consistency and academic success that a person gets eight hours of sleep a night and I only got seven and a half before you both woke me. Kevin is a junior who's double majoring in chemistry and art history. I said, I'm really sorry about that. Well, said Kevin, sorry he's not going to get me that last half hour back, Will. It's all right, seeing as I'm paid to be your friend, I suppose we should figure this out. Now, what's the issue? And Noah blurted out, there's mold in the shower stalls. And Kevin said, oh, that. And Noah said, that? And Kevin sighed and said, I'll go check it out. He's dismissing us, said Noah. You know that, right? And I said, I know that you need to calm down. Noah sighed and said he knew. I just, we pay good money to come here. It's not like someone is waving a magic wand and sending us to college full ride. And I said, right, that wouldn't happen. And then I said, besides, Kevin is our RA. He's supposed to keep us safe. I'm sure if something is wrong, he'll take care of it. And Kevin came back in the room and said, Well, I've looked into it, and I've decided that there may be mold in the shower. I really appreciate you both bringing this to my attention. Are you going to do something about it? Noah asked. Yes, said Kevin. And we were quiet for a minute, and Noah said, What? And Kevin said, Oh. "'Yes, I suppose I should tell you. "'Tomorrow, or maybe even tonight, "'I'll send out an email or call a meeting with the floor "'and tell them we must do better "'not to contaminate the shower. "'I personally suspect someone has peed in there "'too many times and it's been left to rot.'" And Kevin stood and went to the door and said, "'Gentlemen, this is very good work you've done "'bringing this to my attention. "'We must all take good personal responsibility "'not to pee in the shower from this day forward.'" And I said, Kevin, is there maybe more you could do? And Kevin said, well, I could, but that would require the head janitor's approval. You'll have to talk to him. And then he said, it's such a shame you have to leave so soon. I really enjoy these talks. So we went back to the room, stopping by the bathroom for a minute so that Noah could take a picture of the mold in the shower stall. I shut the door and said why don't I make us some coffee and Noah said yeah that's just what I need and I said isn't it and Noah said I don't do well with coffee will or tea or a lot of things or this mold makes me too nervous and I said it's just mold there was lots of it where I grew up and Noah said of course there was what are you like a shaker or something like a salt shaker I asked And Noah just looked at me for a minute and started laughing. And I started laughing, too. And he said, not like a salt shaker. Oh, I said, then no, I guess not. I guess if I were a shaker, I would know about it. And I guess if I were a salt shaker, I would know about it, too. And Noah said, look, my dad was a doctor. And he told me that black mold, if you breathe it in, it can really damage your lungs. Some people get pneumonia. Some people... It causes internal bleeding. I wondered if this could be true. I thought back in that moment to a memory that I actually had forgotten up until that point. I remembered when I was very young, maybe not even eight, there had been this horrible thunderstorm on the lake. I think it might have been a hurricane going on down south, but I'm not sure... I remember though that it got so bad, I decided to crawl out of the lake and go see about some shelter. I had crawled under someone's porch, but I hadn't done a good enough job at getting out of sight because the owner's kid had seen me and started yelling. And I remember the owner came out holding a gun and I hid under the porch as far back as I could go because I knew that if this guy found me, he would kill me. I stayed there for an hour And then I fell asleep. And then the next day, because the rain had let up, the owners came out and started gardening. So I stayed there for all of that day, too. I was so hungry that all I could find to eat was a dead opossum that had crawled under the porch. It was a very dead opossum so dead that much of its skin was falling off, and its meat was now covered in what I realized was... mold. I ate the possum, and I felt so sick I could have died, but what could I do? I, you know, I needed food. I sat on my bed thinking about that memory and made up my mind right then that I would help Noah see this through, even if I didn't understand it. The next day I said to Jess, Who's the head janitor here? And Jess told me that no one on campus actually knew who the head janitor was. You could email him at his Windler University email address. But no one ever talked to him in person. He's like the Wizard of Oz, said Jess. He's magic? I asked. I mean, he may as well be, said Jess. No one knows who he is. The faculty get emails from him sometimes. Apparently, his name is Joe, and that's all anyone knows. But Jess told me that she would still help me draft an email to Joe. In it, I asked Janitor Joe very nicely if he wouldn't mind coming down to the second floor of Parency men's room and having someone take a look at the black mold that was growing there. And Jess told me she wished me the best of luck with this. Thank you, I told her. And she said, no, Will, you don't get it. I've seen people fighting with the head janitor before. Last year, a math professor asked him to come clean up a pipe that was leaking in his classroom, but he was too mean to Joe, so apparently Joe put raw sewage in the guy's car and his coffee cup. I felt terrible for that poor math professor. I've slept in sewage before, and I do not recommend it. Still. I decided everything would be fine, so long as Joe and I could communicate reasonably. Then I got home. Noah told me that he'd spent the last few hours creating what was, in his words, a precise and focused social media campaign dedicated to mold removal. We're going to spread this all over campus, Noah said. Just like that mold has been spread over the bathroom. And I said, did you really need to do this, man? I mean... I contacted the janitor, and Noah said, what do you really think he's going to do about that will? And I said, well, I'm waiting to find out. About three days later, I did find out. I received a very curt email that went like this. Dear Mr. William Hughes, This is a message from the head of the Windler University Janitorial Department. We have investigated the allegations that there is mold in the parents' second-floor men's restroom. We have found no evidence of mold. Were there evidence of mold, rest assured it would have been treated with lie. Moreover, we have become aware of the posts that your roommate, Noah Trent, is making on the Internet about said alleged mold. We strongly recommend that these posts be taken down in the next few days, or this matter will also be treated with extreme prejudice. For further information, please contact the head of building services, Karen Limpanetti. Good day, Joe. I showed this email to Noah, who said that it was just more evidence that no one was going to do anything to help us. Besides, he said... He was developing a sizable social media presence online. That same day, I found students on the quad wearing shirts that read, No Mold Sivu Play, which in my mind is lazy. I mean, a really good catchphrase would have been, Withhold the mold, or Don't mold around, or No mold in my showers. (laughs) Okay, that last one's not so good, but... Kevin came up to me on the quad and said, you know, all you're really doing is making more paperwork for me. I hope you know that. And I have to study for a chemistry quiz, but instead I have to stay up late at night writing down the name, email address, and personal fears of the students wearing these shirts to send to the admins. Even Jess told me she wasn't feeling optimistic about it. She said to me after class that she had no doubt it was black mold. In fact, she'd shown it to a professor in the bio department, and they said they'd stake their PhD on it being black mold, but that she didn't think anyone was going to help us. I decided I would go and have a talk with Karen Limbanetti. Karen's office is nice, with a big plush couch and large cushions. She was a little more welcoming. She said to me, well, I really would love to help you, Will. Gosh, it just burns my buns that I can't. But if Joe in janitorial says that it's not mold, my hands are in a real bind. He's sort of an expert on these things. And I said that a bio-professor had said that it was probably mold. And she said, really? A bio-professor? Which one? What's his or her name, email, and personal fears? And I said, I really don't know any of that. Look, I'm really concerned about this. Apparently people down the hall are starting to get a cough. And I don't think anyone would be mad if we just took care of it right now. I handed her my phone to show her a picture of the mold. And she said, Pudding. You ever thought about that? What if it's pudding? Pudding, I asked pudding, she said. And then she said, yes, these things can happen. Look here, that's very clearly chocolate pudding. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so dark and splotchy and musky looking. It's pudding, I'm sure of it. Thank you, Mr. Hughes, for bringing this to my attention. I'll tell Kevin to hold a meeting to tell everyone to be careful when eating pudding in the shower so this doesn't happen again. And I said, is there anyone else I could talk to? And she said, do you think I should get new curtains in here? And I said, what? And she said, sorry, I got a little distracted. Listen, the only other person left to talk to is the president of the college, but I promise you, Dr. Collins is a very busy man, and this will only upset him. Why don't you try eating some of the mold? And if it tastes like pudding, you'll know that it wasn't mold. And I said, didn't you just say that it was mold? And she said, I'm quite sure I don't know. Good day, Mr. Hughes. Thank you for bringing this pudding issue to our attention. When I got back to the dorm room, I found Noah outside with a megaphone, yelling to a crowd of residents that they should write petitions to the administration demanding testing on the mold. I gave him a thumbs up as I walked by and said, You're doing great, buddy! But really, to see Noah standing out there yelling to that crowd, I actually couldn't help but feel a little down. I mean, everyone has their own way of coping with disaster, I guess, but I think Noah's could have been just a little healthier. So I went up to the bathroom and just looked at the patch of maybe pudding which had started to progress from the shower and onto the regular wallpaper, and for a minute I just stared at it. You know how it is. So I guess I'll lick the mold. And so I licked the mold, and it did not taste like chocolate pudding, but... I went ahead and scraped off a little bit, just to taste it further. By the end, I started to feel a little bit sick to my stomach, and so I stood up again. That's the worst part about being on a human diet now, is I can't eat like I used to. No more mold. No more mystery fungus. No more roadkill. It's a rough life sometimes. I stood and found Noah standing in the doorway. What are you doing? He asked. And I said, I'm eating the mold, Noah. I'm eating the mold to prove that it's not chocolate pudding. Well, said Noah, that's maybe a little stupid. I know, I said, but so is holding a rally on the quad. How did you even have the time to do that? And Noah said, I have a light day. And I said, look, Noah, I'm not going to lie. You're right about me when you say that I'm a little sheltered. I didn't have a lot of exposure to other people growing up, and I'm still trying to play catch up a little bit." And Noah nodded. You were homeschooled, he said. Sort of. I said, Yeah, I was sort of homeschooled, yes. And I know that sometimes I do things and say things that are kind of weird and strange. I don't always have a great handle on how life works, so I'm sorry. And Noah nodded and said that he understood. And I said, I knew you would. And then I said I was going to go try and talk with Dr. Collins to try and figure the whole thing out. And so I walked back across the quad to the administration building and found Dr. Collins' office. It was on the fourth floor of the building. And when the elevator slunked up to the floor, I got out and found that Dr. Collins' office was probably the only thing on that floor. And not even his office, but just his receptionist. She looked up and said, can I help you? And I said, I'd like to see Dr. Collins. She said, go out onto the lawn and stand by the curb. And I said, I'd like to talk to him now, though. And she said, I know. Go outside and stand by the curb. So I did. And after a few moments, a white car pulled up and the passenger told me to get inside. I did. The car was laid out so that the two back rows of seats faced each other, and in the middle was a small desk. A tall man with a sharp face and pigeony eyes was seated at one end. "'William Hughes?' he asked. "'Yes,' I said. "'Edward Collins, please. Call me Dr. Collins.' "'Yes,' I said. "'Hi. Could we not have met in your office?' And Dr. Collins said, but this car is my office. It's terribly energy inefficient to heat an entire floor just for one person. So instead, 40 hours a week, Fausto here drives me across campus in this car to be a mobile meeting spot. It's much greener. And I said, well, what about your secretary? She's up on the top floor. Secretary? Do you mean Heloise? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, if you do mean Heloise, then no, because I don't have a secretary. Don't see much point in it. Now, what's all the fussing about? And I said, well, sir, my roommate and I believe that there's a very dangerous outbreak of black mold in the Parency Hall second floor men's room shower. Oh, Parency, said Dr. Collins. Wonderful place to live, named after a great man. You can just tell, just by considering Joshua Parency, that even when his wife and mistress were strangling and beheading him, the last thought going through his severed head was of this school. Right, I said. And then I showed Dr. Collins the picture I had taken of the growing splotch of mold. Dr. Collins examined it for a moment and then laughed. Ridiculous, he said. I tell you, no, 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 Hughes. You have it all wrong. That's not mold. That is a seagull. A seagull? I asked. Aren't those birds? Most certainly, said Dr. Collins. I'm glad the bio department still teaches that. I suspect someone left the window open. And I said, sir, with all due respect, I ate some of that mold, and, well, I've eaten seagulls before, too, and that mold didn't taste like a seagull. Dr. Collins said, now really, Hughes, I understand that college students often get the munchies, but you must exercise more care with your snack choices. Neither seagulls nor mold are suitable for human consumption, unless they're in the form of a cheese and seabird souffle. But even if that were mold, I couldn't do anything for you. It's the responsibility of your RA to make sure it's taken care of. Kevin, I believe, yes? Yes, I said, but sir, Kevin sent me to Joe, the janitor, who sent me to Karen, who sent me to you. Dr. Collins said, yes, and he did right in doing so. Hopefully the matter has been resolved. And I said, but it's gotten bigger. And he said, Kevin is a remarkable young man. You're in very good hands with him. I'll let him know if you like that we've solved this issue collaboratively and to be on the lookout for gulls in the future. And the car stopped and Dr. Collins said, now you run along, young Mr. Hughes. I have to get the gas tank filled before my next meeting. And so I ran along back to the dorm. When I got there, I found my roommate and several others standing in the bathroom, scraping the mold off the wall and popping it into their mouths. What are you doing? I asked Noah. And Noah said, we've decided to take personal action, Will. If the administration won't do anything about it, we're going to get rid of the mold ourselves. So you're eating it? I asked. I'm not, said Noah. Weak constitution. I can barely handle the mushrooms they put on salads, but they are. We all talked it over after you left, and we decided it was the only course of action. And I said, yeah, but do you have to eat it, though? And Noah said he hadn't really thought about it that way. He supposed not, but he'd learned it from watching me. I decided I wouldn't fight him on it, because at least this way the mold was being taken care of. Although maybe I should have fought him a little bit because that night the bathrooms and hallways were crowded with people projectile vomiting. Apparently a few of them got pneumonia. Noah and I sat in the room watching TV and he said, yeah, in retrospect, that one probably should have had some more thought put into it. And I said, well, if it makes you feel better, I didn't do so well myself. If you hadn't taken care of it, that mold would probably still be there. Noah says he understands that I come from a sheltered upbringing and that, if I want, he can fill me in on social cues. I'd like that, I think. Between him and Jess and Dr. Ballard, I think I might stand a good chance of fitting in here after all. It was a nice night, and the next morning Kevin called the entire floor to convene outside his room for a meeting. He said, so it's my responsibility to announce that recently the school did some tests On a suspect splotch on the wall of the men's room, and they found what we now believe is black mold. Now, the mold is currently gone, and for that, the school would like to say, you're welcome. Although, we are aware that it may have made some people ill, and for those people, we'd like to offer a $5 gift card to a coffee shop of your choosing, pending the signing of some documents. Kevin also told us that the school had investigated the cause of the mold and concluded that a seagull must have gotten into the bathroom and had tracked chocolate pudding in with it. Before the gull had left, Kevin said, it must have urinated all over the place. Kevin says it's imperative we all do a better job not leaving the windows open in the future. Dry Land was written by, created by, and features Adam Frost Venrick, and was produced by Mr. Frost Venrick and the Z Theatre Company. Today's original song, like the episode, was entitled Mold. Thank you for listening, and please tune in next time for another edition of Dryland.